Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to Vertical Momentum. I am your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Welcome back, VM Nation. This is going to be a great episode, especially if you're in business. A lot of people are going to start slacking off from this Friday to the Friday after that. And we're going to talk about how you can crush it and start pushing with vertical momentum into 2022. But guys, I want to thank our sponsor, which is me. We just came out with our own called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's not your mama's coffee. It's high-velocity coffee. Um, it's for, for people that are tired of getting their ass kicked on Monday. This is so you can kick Monday's ass. And my portions of the proceeds go to help veterans that are homeless and also dealing with addiction issues. So I make no money off of it whatsoever. So if you guys want to contribute and help me clear up the homelessness population of veterans, pick out a bag and I'll do something special for you worth $197.99 for one bag of coffee. I think that's a pretty damn good, pretty damn good deal. Um, but guys, this is going to be a great episode. This is going to be fun. We're going to be talking about business, sales. I love sales. And if you ever say, I don't like salespeople, well, if you're married, somebody said yes. So somebody <laughs> got sold and somebody bought. So everybody's a salesperson. My brother, what's going on? Good afternoon. Hey, Richard. Thank you for having me first and foremost. And I'm definitely going to have to get some coffee. I am a huge, avid coffee person. So I like that. That that excited me. Yeah. And like I said, you know, it's, 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 you know, I cannot say the other name of the coffee, but um, you don't want the other stuff in your cup. You want stuff from soldiers made in your cup. So uh, um, now talk to us. How did you get involved in sales? Because you know, a lot of people, they fall into it or, you know, how did you get involved in sales? Well, really, I did fall into it. So I grew up in the Midwest in a little country town where you're supposed to, you know, work, get married, work for the same company forever, whatever. And I was following that route. Um, and again, I'm 44. So I've been doing this for a little while. And I was working for this company called Pfizer and they downsized and I had a family and a wife and kids. And I'm like, crap. So I had to get a job. And the only thing available was a sales job. I didn't have a clue about it. And I had the whole concepts of, like you mentioned before, sales is crazy, bad, whatever. Um, but I literally fell into it. I had a guy take a risk on me. His name is Charlie Mounts. He said, yeah, and you know what? I'll take a risk on someone that's never done sales before at all. I mean, I had done a little bit of the sales stuff with, you know, like selling the Christmas cookies or selling the different stuff for school, but not actually doing it for a job. Um, but I fell into it. Uh, started first doing like roofing windows and siding. And now I've been doing sales for 15 years, mostly now over the phone, um, like closing fiber internet deals or doing stuff like oil and gas investments, that whole gambit. Okay. Now, funny thing is my wife worked for Pfizer and then uh, Stryker, she got involved with Stryker. Mm -hmm. yep. With Stryker for the last 25 years. And sometimes, you know, and the world that we're living in, especially today, if you guys are watching the news, I think another pivot is about to happen. 
and because uh, I think we're going to go back in lockdown. Um, so sometimes you have to pivot. So what was it like, you know, going from having knowing what Pfizer, you know, the, you know, what you got every week, you know what, you know, you, what your benefits are to all of a sudden your ass out on it. And now you got to go look for something else. What was that like? Uh, scary because I didn't know, like, I didn't know what else I was going to do. I was still in college. I was still trying to figure out who I was, uh, with the young family. And I had to take that risk. Um, but once I did, you, you'll be surprised how creative or how well you can adapt when you're put into certain situations. Um, even like you mentioned now with everything going back and, <clears throat> all the different stuff going on with like the pandemic and everything, people are going to have to pivot and be adaptable. Um, but what I found was I knew I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I needed to have someone help me. So I started looking for the best people I knew in sales that like, at first I looked for the best person on the team and said, Hey, what are they doing? Right. Cause I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to figure this out. Then I started listening to podcasts and I started reading books. I just, I tried to get a little bit better. But it was scary, Richard. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like going from having that set income to 100% commission and never doing it before, um, it was a crazy risk. But once you get the process down, sales is boring. And and I know this sounds funny. People are like, what do you mean sales is boring? It's a process. You end up understanding what you need to do on a consistent basis to get the numbers you need. So like, if I'm selling any product, I need to know how many people I want to talk to. What is their pain points? What's my avatar? Who am I reaching out to? And then once I get that set, I'm able to actually, you know, dictate what my paycheck is better than, you know, having a set amount that the company's going to give me. I can actually write my own check. So once I was able to re-engineer that in my head, the sky became the limit. And then the other thing that I did, which is a little bit different than most salespeople, because I know you've seen like, and I love these, some of these people, they're great. I'm not like, bagging them, but like Grant Cardone, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Buffett, they all have their little techniques and things. I looked at like sales as problem solving. I'm going to help you out, Richard. If I can help you, great. If I can't, I'm going to refer you to someone else and I'm just going to consult you. And I changed the dynamic of it from being, well, you know what I mean? Because like a lot of people have that icky thought on sales, like sales is a bad thing or they're going to take advantage of me or the bad car dealer. You know what I mean? Like that whole mindset but if you can change it to where you're just helping people and like what you're doing you know you're serving people and that's how you approach it the sky's the limit and with everything going on right now there is so much opportunity especially if you can do it from home or do it on the phone or whatever because you know not everyone not every state can move in all because like you're in new york i believe and i'm in texas so we have different you know abilities of what we're allowed to do right now um, you have to be adaptable. Like I saw all over the U S now, um, I just interviewed a young guy yesterday. Um, he started his career knocking on doors, selling home security systems. And he said for the first thousand knocks, he didn't get one sale until he started to do the extra work after work where he started reading about, you know, Stuff that me and you talked about on your podcast, mm -hmm. talking about, you know, going back to the 1900s and what Dale Carnegie had to say, what Napoleon Hill had to say and about the brain and now, you know, neuralistic programming, mm -hmm. how once he started putting in the extra work, 
and realizing that there is a sales process yeah. and you don't have to be that slimy um, used car guy, you know, the, so talk to us about being a, a person of character, but also being in the sales field. Sure. And, and I do actually full disclaimer, cause I have some of my friends that might be listening. I do know sales our car sales guys that are good above board and treat you well too. I were just using that as a cliche. <laughs> um, what I found was I went back to the classics. So like the Napoleon Hills, the uh, different ones like that. And then I went and tried to model more of people that knew what they were doing in my field. Uh, because every sales process you do has a different, the system's the same, but is a different, thing you're selling, whether you're selling, you know, B2B or you're selling B2C, there's a different way you relate to your customer. There's a different way that you respond and you have to level up with it. So I guess the first step would be find out what way you learn best, because some people learn audibly, some people learn hands-on, some people learn through videos, some people learn from, you know, writing it out. Like I agree with him, probably the first thousand doors I knocked on, I got some sales, it was rough, it's hard, it's not easy in the beginning. But if you were doing an apprenticeship, like say for like an electrician, let's just use that as an example, you don't start out as a master. It takes time. You have to earn your stripes. You know, 15 years ago, I was not that great of a salesperson. I was just learning the ropes. Now, because like we've been talking about, I've leveled up slowly over time and learned the different techniques, the different tools to um apply. I've been able to, you know. Like this last quarter I did, second quarter this year, I was at 260% to plan. The quarter before that, I was at 100, I think 75% to plan. But it was just because I learned my systems, who I needed to talk to, how many people I needed to talk to. And then it takes the pressure off because it's not like, oh, if I don't sell you today, Richard, I'm not going to have a paycheck. I have 10, 15 Richards I'm talking to. Whichever ones it works good for, great, it's going to be a good fit. I'm going to refer the others to someone else, and then that will come back to me because when they know another Richard that needs what I have, I treated them honorably and didn't just try and sell them. I helped them, so now they come back. Now, uh, now I love to talk about that because I'm a big Christmas guy. I love Christmas movies, and um, you know, I now I can't remember the name of the movie I'm, I'm thinking about, but... Um, there was a, the Santa was actually sending children over to the other store to pick out gifts because they didn't have them in stock. And in the meantime, that store was kicking ass because of the Santa, because he cared enough to take care of the problem mm -hmm. and not try to do the old bait and switch. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a, a big thing nowadays. Like if, if you need help with something, if, I don't have the answer. I will find somebody mm -hmm. that has the answer. And a lot of people don't realize that if you do stuff like that, you unbeknownstly, you become the superstar because you made two people happy. Yep. You know, and I think for me in sales, it's all about relationships, mm -hmm. you know, so talk about building relationships. And for me, it's about building generational relationships. Yeah. Well, I think relationships are key. Like they're the biggest thing. So what most people don't realize is it's harder. Well, people realize it, but it just makes sense. It's harder to get a new customer than it is to keep a happy customer. So like if I'm selling a product and I have multiple products, 
I'm going to treat the customers I have and build that relationship up so that when they need more stuff, I can come back and help them with it. Um, networking for me, has been huge. It's like gotten me on different podcasts. It's gotten me into different doors, different jobs, because people want to feel loved, respected, and cared for. And if you're a salesperson, this is how I view sales. I'm ethical, I'm moral, and I'm putting my customer first. If I can get those three things set, the sky's the limit. And then with the networking, it's just reaching out. Like we met mutual friend Eric Allen. Cool guy. He said, hey, you need to meet my friend Richard. We talked, we connected. But if I would have met Eric back when I was following Ed Milet, which Ed Milet's great. I know you love him. I met Eric Allen on... He won the Max Out Challenge thing, I think, like three or four years ago yeah. for Ed Milet. So that's how I met him. And now that's opened my whole world up to a bunch of different people and got me into podcasting, which that's why I think the power of networks is important and marketing and reaching out and just connecting with people. And then you just help them. The more people you help, Ziegler talked about it. If you're helping people, you're not going to worry about having a paycheck because it's going to be taken care of. The problem is, is people get focused on selling you what they think you need instead of helping you with what you need. And I think that's the big distinction between an okay salesperson that maybe can pound, pound, pound and get something to be done to great salespeople because they make you feel like you are important, which they should. They make you feel like you're valuable and they listen, they talk to you and they help you. Sales is just problem solving. I know it sounds funny because like in the media and the movies and all, it's always like this quick, smooth talking, whatever. You're hearing me talk right now. I made over $200,000 this year. I'm only saying that because like I'm just a normal country boy that had a dream, that worked hard, and that just learned the process of sales. And if I can do it, then anyone can do it. It's just how are you approaching it? Now, for me, you know, everything is mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and like, like I said, going back to the 1900s, you know, we have, you know, the RAS system in our brain where if we are constantly looking out for the good things, good things are going to happen because, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Mr. Carnegie said, you know, whatever you obsess over, you eventually possess, whether that's good or bad or yep. bad. So now. Talk to us because, you know, once COVID happened, I mean, you're mentioning those rec- record numbers that you had, but there are some people that I know of that said, all right, I can't do anything. I quit. I, I, I'm not going to be able to make any money. And they had a negative mindset and they failed. Yeah. What? Why did you succeed? And what was your successful mindset like when it all happened? Yeah. Well, for me, I sell over the phone, so I can touch anyone anywhere in the U.S. So I was adaptable to be able to reach out that way. Like a lot of people I know that do face-to-face had to learn a different skill set. Because like, you know, a lot of people are really good at selling face-to-face and talking, reading body language compared to just hearing. I'm a really auditorial type of person. I'll sit on a phone call and I can hear different stuff. Um, So I did that first, but I was adaptable. I didn't let what the outside force said was going to happen. I also know that during any crisis, that's where more millionaires are made. That's where more people make businesses grow. Um, the cream rises to the top. I, I and, and it's even funny because there was people in my industry that were doing well and COVID hit and they just plummeted. 
and I just rose up. Anyway, I think it's just because I knew there was opportunity there. So my mindset wasn't one of shrinkage or this is bad or this is all, but my mindset was, well, crap, I sell internet right now. Everyone in their grandmother needs internet, whether they're selling stuff, they're doing work from home, they're doing whatever. I looked and saw the opportunity. And I think that's what people need to do, especially if you're a coach, online business, anything like that. You need to be able to, you know, be adaptable, reach out and just, it's the whole perspective had to shift. You know, people don't like change because they're used to what was working for them before, but the way the world's going now, who knows when we'll be back to the old, you know, go meet up and say hello face to face. And a lot of companies I found actually loved that they could just call me if they needed to, but I didn't have to come and take an hour and a half in a meeting with them. It was 15 minutes on a Zoom. We got everything done or WebEx, whatever one you use, you know, StreamYard. And we just we just connected. And I think that was my first thing with it. And then I already knew my numbers. That's something in sales you need to know. And I, I do harp on this a lot. Knowing your numbers is simple. How many people do you need to talk to to get how many you know people interested to get like, say, the five presentations so you can get your two closes? You know, I normally use 100 just because that's easy. And then I just put the work in. I time block my day. I schedule stuff so that when I'm working during the day, I know when I'm going to be calling people. And people on my team know, do not talk to me at this time. I'm reaching out to customers. I know when I'm doing my admin. It's not during what I would call power hours or where people are most active to re, you know, pick up the phone. I know when I'm going to do rest time. Like I know when I'm going to exercise. Like I structure my day very throughout the week, really tight so that I can be present in the moment. A lot of people I think don't do that. They get stuck in the, Oh, I think I'm doing good. Well, how many people did you call? Uh, I don't know. Well, how many people did you talk to? Uh, I don't know, but I did a lot of work. Well, what did you do? You know, we get confused with busy work instead of strategically planning out activities that will produce sales for us. And and I I totally agree on that. You know, I had my friend, Mr. John McCaskill on retired Navy SEAL commander. And the thing he said, if you want to change your life, you have to change your evening and your morning routines. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you have a more successful morning and evening routine, the rest of your day is going to be successful you know, and to plan your day out. And like you said, a lot of people, they don't know, like when I was talking, I'm, I'm in the process of helping others build their podcasts up. And when I would ask them, well, who is your ideal avatar? They had no clue. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, uh, sports guy. I'm like, that's not going to cut it. You're not going to be able to, you got to know, you know, who that sports, who the guy is, where he shops, how many kids, married, single, you know, you have to go really deep. And then I'll ask them, you know, well, who are your avatars? And they'll be like, well, I don't know where I can go into my analytics and look at, okay, this is who's listening from what country, what age, what sex. So I think we really need to start paying attention to more of the analytical side. And I think even sports is starting to go that way. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to go towards more analytics. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. So like I looked at my analytics for my podcast, which you rock, by the way, one of my best episodes. Um, and what I found out was my avatar is normally a male, 35 to 45 years old. They're in sales, um, mostly from the U.S. 
And it was just funny because like you mentioned doing that. I looked at my like the analytics from because I think you use Anchor as well, like earlier today. And I'm like, holy crap, this is the group. And you can kind of see your pattern and then you can tailor your message for that. So like, yeah. you know, men in that category, there are some women that listen to my podcast, too. But men in that category normally probably like sports because I like sports. They probably are married, have a couple of kids. They, you know are trying to at least break that six-figure barrier because my podcast is called 150K Pocket. That's that whole concept behind it. So now I can tailor my message to helping people that way. And I think I think statistics are huge because then you can measure it because my good friend George Bryant says this, success is boring. It's knowing the exact process you need to win. Um, and most people don't win because they don't like to be bored. I would rather be bored doing the things correctly over and over again, knowing I'm going to get that outcome I want so that I can go and do the fun stuff I do. Cause like boring got me to get to go to Hawaii this year. Boring got me to get to go. And I like travel. So that's like kind of my why got, got me to get to go to Montana twice. Boring got me to take my wife on a week away to Destin that we hadn't done in six years because I knew what I needed to do to hit my numbers to get there. And so, yeah, I agree hundred percent with you on like statistics and knowing I mean, it, you can actually make it simple and easy. It's just, I think a lot of people don't want to be bored. Well, you know what it is? Because, um, you know, like I know, like once I started looking at my analytics to, you know, now that I have my coffee brand, you know, now when I push it out onto and make a Facebook ad, I know, well, my anal analytics say this. So I'm not going to push it out as much to 18 year old women. Because right. They're not buying. It. <laughs> no, they're not. You know, saying so I get what you're saying. But, you know, like you're talking about, you know, success isn't really sexy. No. You know, like I'm a big sports geek, always have been. You know, if you ever watch Tom Brady's game, it's always dink and dunk. And then maybe once in a while, something down the middle. Mm -hmm. Not sexy, but effective, effective, effective. And then you get a guy like Jeff Georgia came into the league, had the best arm ever. And could was out of the league within three years. Yeah. He was trying to do the sexy stuff instead of doing the dink and the dunks that's going to make you a seven-time world champion and the GOAT. Yeah. yeah. And I'd rather do the dinks and the dunks all day long because, like you said, the sexy, it flashes for a moment and it goes away. Yep. You know, and like I said, I'm a big sports guy. And, you know, and I look at sports now in business. They really, really – correlate you know like there's a guy like tim duncan they called him the big fundamental mm -hmm. because he didn't care about all the hoopla but he's in the hall of fame now and half of the other guys that he played against you don't even know their name yeah because yeah. he was worried about getting on sports center instead of getting in the win column you know yeah well and i think that's what separates the greats like i think we talked about it a little bit when we had our, our my show about like Tim Grover wrote that book and he was training yep. Kobe Bryant and uh, Michael Jordan and the little differences that they would do. But the thing I loved about it was they both worked to be the best, but they did it different ways. They had a different style or whatever, but they were still both trying to level up and making those little changes. And I think that's really something people need to realize. It's the little stuff that gets you the wins. It's not the one big move. It's always the little stuff. Okay, so right now, today is Wednesday, two days before Christmas. A lot of people are just getting fat, dumb, and happy, mm -hmm. um, getting ready for Christmas. Now, for me, you know, I, I ran a million-dollar general nutrition center. 
this week I would be pushing hard because next week the, the New Year's resolution people are going to start coming. Yeah, I knew they were coming, so I would ramp up, and that would kick us off into the new year. So talk to us about you know what people, if you're in sales, they should start doing next week in order to ramp up for 2022. Sure. And they should have been doing this a couple months ago as well. Still be consistent with reaching out to people. In fact, if you can do it online right now, there are going to be more eyeballs in the next week and a half online because people are at home. They're not doing their job. They're not doing their stuff. So if you're selling like say B to C, like business to consumer, this is a great time to reach out. And you don't even have to be salesy about it. You can reach out and say, hey, you know what, Richard? I know we talked a couple months ago. Just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, however you say that. And just touch base with them. Because what people forget when we're on the computer a lot is there's a human across from us. And if you can make that connection, you win. If you just blast them and they feel the sales push, you lose. So my first statement would be just reach out but reach out genuinely to connect with them. Also, don't just rest right now. Still do your contents. Like I'm doing a 45-day live challenge. And I keep telling them, hey, we're, you're going to see my pretty face for the next 45 days. I'm doing it on Facebook and on Instagram. But some days I've been talking about sales and sales tips and stuff like that. And other days I'm just talking about life. Why is that? Because I want to have the genuine connection. And I know I harp on this a lot, but really... If you can connect with them and you can touch them and you can make them feel like you're a real person and not just trying to sell them, you win. And then just do the work. I know we don't like to hear this, but put your efforts in. Do what you know will get you the success. So mark it down. So like if you're making calls next week, don't just make calls. Have a little ticker. I know it's boring, but tick, tick, tick. So that if you want to make 50 calls a day, you make 50 calls a day. If And you mark it down. That way you don't think you did something. Because, again, you don't want to spin your wheels right now. You want to be very precise. Um, almost like a surgeon instead of a, not instead of like, you know, a video game, gun, 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 gun. You don't want to do that in sales. You want to be very strategic. Touch as many people as possible, but being strategic with how you do it. You know, and I love that, you know, and that's something I talk about all the time. You know, there's a difference between like the military talks about. There's a difference between praying and spraying and sniping. Yeah. You know, and, and I think a lot of people, you know, they kind of when they first start in business, they're like, oh, I'm just going to market to everybody. You know, and like Mr. Jim Rohn said. If you're marketing to everybody, you're marketing to nobody. Yep. You know what I mean? So now 2022, it's coming. We all know it's coming. Uh, everybody makes their New Year's re resolutions. For me, I do mine when I go on vacation in um, August. I, we, our family goes away for 10 days mm -hmm. when I do a complete reset of my life and my business. But a lot of people do it on New Year's, but it doesn't last until April. It's, yeah. So talk to us about some good habits people can start starting the new year so they get continued success. Sure. I don't make big goals. Like I don't do year long um, goals per se. I mean, I might have a fuzzy dream that way. I do simple little goals that I know I can hit 
in a quarter. <clears throat> so what I mean is this. So like my quota for the job I work at is 30K. So I want to hit that by April. So I know I need to hit 7,500 a month to get there with what how my thing is set up. So I have my little goal. So I have my monthly goal. Then I have my quarterly goal. Um, and last year I did it by June. So I'm trying to shrink time. Set little wins. So what I try to do is this. I have a goal. Then I know, okay, so if I want to make 7,500 in sales, how many people do I have to talk to? Let's, we're going to use hypothetical numbers here. Say that's 100 presentations I have to do. Then that means I have to talk to 1,000 people. That might not be realistic. But if I could shift that and find people that are buying more for the product that I'm selling, like a bigger ticket, then my numbers can go down. So it comes down to setting realistic goals but then knowing how you're going to get there. Kind of like, I know you said you, you've, you've been in the military and done that stuff. And thank you for your service. I have not, but I have a mad respect for a lot of, you know, military personnel and stuff. But like I was reading Jocko's book and he said, we plan and we plan and we plan and then we replan and we look and we replan and we look. I think most people just don't plan it out. They get this big fuzzy goal. I want to lose 30 pounds. But they don't ever say, okay, I'm going to change my food. I'm going to walk 10 minutes a day. I'm going to read this book on here. I'm not going to go to the donut shop because I know that's going to make me eat donuts. You know, we, we have a big dream, but we don't actually plan it out. And I think planning it out is key. Like writing it down. Like I commend you for going on your, like you said, in August on your trip and you wrote it out. And I'm sure you've adjusted it a few times since then yeah. because life happens. So write it out, be adaptable. Make the adjustments you need. And then if you can hit those goals, great. If not, it's okay because guess what? Maybe my goal was 7,500 and I sold 5,000. I'm still happy I sold 5,000. That's a lot better than if my goal was 5,000 I sold two. <clears throat> you know, you don't always hit the goal you want. But if you can keep getting closer to it and then you keep piling those wins on top of it, that's how success is. You know, and I love that because there's a, a book I just finished by Mr. James Clear, and he talks about stacking your wins. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of people, uh, they don't celebrate their wins. Or you take it to the other extreme, they celebrate their wins too much. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like either one, you know, like I interviewed a gentleman, his name is uh, Rich Devaney. Mm -hmm. He's another Navy SEAL. He has a book out called The Attributes. And he says, you know, even in battle, you got three minutes. So if you lose somebody in battle, you cry for three minutes, and then it's time to move on to the mission. Mm -hmm. If you lose, you got three minutes. If you win, you got three minutes. Yep. And I, it's really helped me because sometimes I'll get really high because I, I lost the sale, or mm -hmm. I get really, you know, or I get real low because I lost the sale, but I get real high. Because something great happened. But then I'm like, okay, I got three minutes to enjoy it. And then I got to move on. And like you were talking about, and this is something that I use. I use this every day. It, it breaks it down day by day by day. Mm -hmm. What social media posts I need to make when, why. So when you break it down to where, like you said, it's not, it, it's not sexy. You know, like if you ever look at any of the great football coaches, Parcells, Belichick, the first 15, 20 plays are all scripted. Yep. So it's not sexy, but if it, there's a reason behind it, you know, there's a reason why 
you know, the sales processes. Everybody knows McDonald does not make the best hamburger. Nope. But they have the <laughs> best sales process. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So now, how can we get in touch with you? Tell us about your podcast, because I had so much fun being on your podcast. And tell us what you're doing today. Sure. And thank you again for being on my podcast, Richard. It was a blast. So easiest way to get a hold of me is on Instagram. That's where I'm at the most at the 150K podcast. Real simple. Try to keep it simple there. I'm on Facebook as well. And then my podcast is 150K podcast on Apple, Spotify, any of those type of things. Um, My goal is just to help people breathe. So like four or five years ago, I started hitting over 100K. And so we went and did the fun trips. We went to Disney. We did all the fun things. But after a while, I'm like, man, I actually can really do stuff for my family now, which I couldn't before. And so I wanted to help other people get there. Um, And that's why the whole podcast came from. And that's why I had people like you coming out different ways. You don't have to be in sales. It can be sales, business, maybe an idea, maybe you're a creative, whatever. You can come on, listen to the podcast, and we're going to have ways to help you because success leaves clues. You know, success is a process just like anything else. It's not Oh, it only is for the elite people. You can set it out. So that's kind of been my focus there. Um, I do do some sales consulting and coaching as well um, for coaches, businesses, people that might need that type of stuff as well. Okay. So if somebody's out there right now and we know whenever you hop, whenever you're on the show, you drop some serious knowledge bombs. What is the one thing, the one little nugget that they can take away from here and use today and tomorrow? What can they actually use today or tomorrow? Sure. I'm going to give you three quick things because it just, it just has in my head. First, be uniquely you. You are your secret sauce. You attract your avatar, the person you need to help. Don't try to be anyone else. Be you. Plan your day. Richard and I just talked about this. Plan your day. Know what you're going to do and then hold yourself accountable to it. So if you're going to make the calls, make the calls from 1130 to 1:30. you're making calls 1130 to 130, not doing emails. And then three, just know your numbers, figure out what you need to do to be successful and track it. A lot of times we don't win because we don't track how we got to get the win or why we lost. And if we can track it, and like you said, the coaches, great coaches plan their plays out. They're testing, okay, is this going to work against this team? Is that going to work against this team? Same thing. We're going to track it. We're going to plan it. That way we can adjust so we can reach our goals. I love it. So, guys, definitely check out my brother. He's, he's got some amazing stuff going on. Check out the 150K podcast. It's where you find all your all the great podcasts, Apple, blah, blah, blah. Now it's called iTunes. So uh, just make sure you follow him. Make sure, make sure you leave a comment if this actually resonated with you. Because I don't get paid for this. And like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, the way you can pay me is by either leaving a comment, sharing it, leaving a review, just to let people know that we're trying to provide value, value, value. Joe, my brother, thank you so much for coming on today. I had a blast. Thank you for having me, man. It's been great, Richard. I appreciate you letting me be on your show for sure. All right, guys. Like I said, remember, if you love coffee, check out Vertical Momentum Coffee. And my proceeds go to help veterans that are struggling with mental health issues and homelessness. So I make no money off of it. But if you want to kick some ass and help veterans kick depression's ass, please help us out. Love you guys. Remember, vertical momentum. The only way to go is up. 
All right, guys, catch you on the flip. Hey, guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new T-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee. And it will it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives. Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum.